This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves Happy Inauguration Day, everybody! Oh my God! This is gonna, you know, people will be listening to this a few days from now, maybe years from now. But today is uh, this, we're taping this on Inauguration Day at the UCB Theater before Comedy Death Ray, as we always do. And um, it was a good inauguration, right? It's, a, it's probably the first one any of us has ever actually watched. <laughs> Didn't care when it happened four years ago. Or wait, do they when uh, when you're already president? Do they do an inauguration when you have a second term? They did, the whole deal. Wow, I slept in that day. <laughs> I missed that. I saw Defiance the other day, and um, 
basically it's uh, Ewoks fighting bad guys while living in the forest. I mean Jews. I'm sorry. I meant Jews. <laughs> All right. Let's bring the guests out. Um, I got a brand new version of the Leonard Malton game that we're going to play. Not brand new, but uh, I tweaked the rules a little bit on the Leonard Malton game, so I'm excited about getting to that. And uh, as always, we're going to run a tight ship here. It's going to be a half hour so we can uh, get Comedy Death Race started on it in its proper time. So uh, these two guys I'm going to ha- bring out here are uh, very funny gentlemen. The first one uh, plays a giant gay on TV. Uh, you know him from the Sarah Silverman program. Please welcome Steve Agee, everybody. Steve Agee is here. Might as well take that one. Since they all thought you were going to say Brian Posehn. Well, uh, whenever I hear the excitement, and then when, whenever I have Sarah Silverman on this show or any other show that I do, the Benson Interruption, I always say, uh, uh, "You know this next person from the Sarah Silverman program, Sarah Silverman," because that's a retarded way to. It yeah. sounds like you're going to bring out anybody but her yeah. when you say it that way. But uh, I hope no one's thought this was going to be Brian Posehn. I should have said uh, the gayer guy. Hey. Of the two, right? You're a little bit the more happier guy. the happier yeah, one, yes. That's me. And also, uh, if you listen to the Adam Carolla radio show, which I do whenever I'm driving around in Los Angeles or lots of other cities on this side of the country, um, <laughs> you know this guy does an awesome Huel Hauser impression on there. Uh, Dana Gould is here, everybody. Give it up for Dana Gould. Is that your water? What? Is that your water? Yeah, have a seat right there. And you can take the mic out of the uh, thing if it's easier to uh, like talk comic. into that way. Yeah. Here's my. Uh, this is how I keep. What? I always feel like I, if you're uh, testifying before Congress, you just lean into the mic. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, if at any point you want to have one of your answers whispered into the other guy's ear and then lean in and say into the microphone, you can do that. It's. Uh, Technically, she male. <laughs> so, uh, so why were you going to Glorious Grannies? That's my question. Because that's uh, the, that's how I set up the joke by oh, by, by saying that I'm planning to go to that place, and oh. then I end up at that other one. Keep I, the magic. I don't in the know hat, what I Doug. was doing in the first place. Uh, you know what they say: if a uh, hundred monkeys type a hundred U- URLs, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> You'll end up at Shakespeare.com. <laughs> Bam! Uh, wow. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was glad I, saw, I, was, glad I was here for I'm that. I'm proud of myself. You set it up, Dana. You deserve 80% of the I credit. Set a, I set a nice table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anything you guys want to say about uh, Inauguration Day? Inauguration gay for Steve, of course. Nice. Like <laughs> It was fabulous. <laughs> Have you ever gone on any kind of uh, talk show or radio show or anything where they, like... Uh, Make something about the whole gay thing, and then you get defensive. Or yeah, you for this cool last se- for this last season, I had to do a whole like, you know, you do the radio tour, like you yeah, get yeah. up at like six in the morning, and then they patch you through to like twenty stations, and everyone had a gay joke. Like I don't remember any. But yeah, and you were always just I was like asleep because they're all so really gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> did you? But did you get mad? They're like, I'm not really gay. Because then that that really sounds like you're gay, if yeah. you get overly no, oh, defensive. Oh, I know. So about I don't it. do that. I don't get yeah. defensive. I yeah, just yeah. That's called the, the the Hal Sparks. Uh, yeah, 
I don't know another word to say after those first two yeah. words. <laughs> the house park syndrome. That's what right. I meant to say. Right. Where like when he was on Queer as Folk, he'd go on talk shows and get mad at, at uh, the really? host for asking <laughs> questions about gay. playing a yeah. gay guy. I'm sorry. The only time I see you is when you're naked in bed kissing a dude. Yeah. Why, why did I draw that conclusion? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Um, so I uh, here's here's an, I have an observation about okay. the uh, about the um, inauguration. Awesome. Um, I like that when during the campaign they were always like, "Don't say Hussein, just Bar-, you know." And they would always sh- oh, yeah. crap on people that were going, "Barack Hussein Obama." Yeah. We're going to find out the truth about Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> and now he's like, he just says it. I Barack. I think he should hit it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. He should change his name to Hussein O Baby Raper, <laughs> and just. <laughs> I want him to do well, but I also want to be able to have jokes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing they were saying uh, uh, in the media is that uh, Chris Rock has announced that Barack Obama isn't a funny topic. And then to support so, his point. Oh, is he the mayor of comedy? I didn't yeah. get the memo. Yes. Yeah, he said, well, I think yes. he's just trying to cop out on his for himself. Like, yeah. you know, oh, I'm not going to be making jokes about that. That's not funny. But you but can then, make jokes about Barack Obama and still be a supporter of him. Exactly. Yeah. I'll do one now. Exactly. You got one? Yeah. Let's hear it. I want him to do well, but I hope as a comedian that I, I, I there's something for me to get some feed off of. Like, you know, maybe he could develop a harmless tick. Like, you know, when things go good, he falls into the habit of saying, ooby dooby. Just something for me, you know, something for me to... I would do that to his Ooby face. Doobie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and you'd say that about any of the previous presidents. I, it doesn't actually, matter that was that my... Black. I wrote that joke hoping John Anderson would win in 1980. <laughs> Didn't he run on the Ooby Dooby chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that his campaign platform? Other political words. Ubus Dubus Dominubus. <laughs> you know, something. See, I was asking or today. Always, or he's always walking around eating a wedge of pie <laughs> with no fork or knife or plate. Just some. And, and then we, what's with the pie? <laughs> yeah, have you seen Barack Obama in a pie? Mm. You know, people make fun of it harmlessly. I was wondering if it's still cool for me to say, as I always do around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's time for my niggity nap. <laughs> Is that... That's not... You can't do I that can anymore. I can still yeah, say that, can no. I? I can't still say that? You no. can't do that anymore. But it's... I would it means something totally I, different. You know, now. I'm actually... I think to play it safe, um, niggardly should no longer mean cheap. It should just be cheap. Just say cheap. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't know there's what's a word going on in their way to say yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is in the dictionary. N-I-G-G-A-R-D-L-Y, right? Niggard. N-wordly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where we should go with it. That's right. Let's do the whole show without talking about movies. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's Hussein really in the membrane today. Uh, so N wordly, <laughs> they called him B- they called him Barack H in one of the moments today when they were introducing yeah. him or something. Did you see the concert Sunday? No. Did anybody hear? No. We saw the pictures of it on yeah. your phone you backstage. I was because I was there. Yeah. Dana uh, had a great seat, you guys. I was, was in Lincoln's lap. I was in Lincoln's lap. <laughs> Pretty much. I was up on the stage. Bruce Springsteen walked right past me. and uh, his Didn't stop and say uh, the comedic voice of our generation, Dana Gould? No. <laughs> what the fuck? 
No, but to his credit, John Cafferty of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band says that all the time. <laughs> his head, Bruce Springsteen's head is so big, he looks like his own Mardi Gras float. <laughs> he looks like it should be paper mache. He's weird. He has a weird little body, and he also, but he's also really buff. He really works out. So it's weird like little weird body, little super buff, massive head. Giant head doll. Yeah. As John Stewart once said about Ted Kennedy, his head looks like a container for a head. <laughs> uh, Ted Kennedy is is okay, you guys. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's okay. He's uh, he he's doing all right, and he's penciling in another seizure for a few weeks from now. <laughs> Perhaps at the correspondence dinner. Yeah. I said, I said, seize the day. <laughs> no, seize today. That seizure the seize day. Today. You know that common expression. Uh, do you guys have any? <laughs> do you guys have any favorite political movies? As long as it's uh, a political day and a political. All the President's episode? Men is a fantastic movie. That's a good one. That's seven a really good Seven one. Days in May, my, one of my favorite movies. Would well, you just see the Frost Nixon? I did yeah. see the Frost Nixon. What did you think of that? I'm not one to say because I, because I love. I'm a. Nixon I'm not going to drag my own opinion into this. No, I'm a Nixon. I'm a Nixon freak. So that movie was like made for me. Oh, I'm so you loved it? With, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But even I saw, though you I knew every, I went to New York business. to see the play. Yeah, yeah, just that, to see the play. That's what I would have liked to. Have seen I didn't the play. know any of that stuff before I saw the movie. Really? Yeah. But it's not a big story. Guy that's, does interview. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, right. and, and and the whole crux of the I remember movie that is part of it. Will we finish this interview? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, remember, remember. Is the movie? Kevin Bacon going to interfere more? Right. <laughs> while we try to do this interview, <laughs> remember the movie Basketball. Yeah, sure the, do. The big plot contrivance of basketball was they're gonna change the rules of basketball. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I have to do the. You know, yeah. like, I can't sell that in a meeting. <laughs> thrown out on my head. Basketball but it was, was fine the way it was. Yeah, you don't need to change. It, yeah. it was fine. It was fine as a thing. Nobody knew what it was at all. Mm -hmm. and they ruined it by making a movie about it. But the, remember uh, when black people couldn't even play basketball? <laughs> remember that there was a Negro <laughs> League, the, the Negro Basketball Leagues, uh, uh, and their pay, their pay was quite n-word <laughs> n-wordly. Nice, nice, bring it back. Thank you. Um, yes, it's Steve's joke <laughs> from earlier. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> It's like somebody eat Steve's joke from earlier. Uh, no thanks. I just had to move the car. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, this goddamn neighborhood with the parking zones. Uh, I got so, a nice spot out front down by uh, the Vista Theater. Oh, that's a good spot. I just park in the Cafe One Hundred One lot. Shh. No, really? you don't. <laughs> like, that's a don't long tell anyone. It's not that far. Have you ever seen Seven Days for in May? Is. Seven Days in May is uh, the. Um, What's John, it about? What's John it Frankenheimer about? directed it. No, it's uh, Rod Serling wrote it. John Frankenheimer directed it, and it's about. It was a book uh, about oh, a military fiction. coup. It sounds like a documentary. Military coup of the government of the United States uh, made during the Kennedy administration because they actually thought that that might happen because he was so at odds with the military. And Burt Lancaster is in it, and Burt Lancaster as as ever out of his. Can you swear on a podcast? Yes, you can. Out of his fucking gourd. He's oh, you just can't crazy. Say gourd, though. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give I'll give you the whole list of rules if you if you come back. Burley. Yeah, if you Burley. if you rebook this, you'll you'll, you'll get a list of uh, that's a big words now. to avoid. 
Burt Lancaster, in his life, was crazy. I know a guy that had to drive him from a movie set to L.A. Like it was, they were in Albuquerque, and it, it was one of it was. He was doing that old, his last movie, Old Gringo. I think no, that was Gregory Peck. One of his last movies, and he, had, my friend, my um, had to drive him. There was a storm. They couldn't fly. He had to get back. All right, it's, it's like twelve hours or something. You're going to drive, and he's going to sleep in the back seat. And he gets in the car, and Burt Lancaster starts the car, and Burt Lancaster just goes, "For me, it all started in music hall." And just like told him his oh goddamn life God. story all over. I can't believe I'm in a car with Burt Lancaster and I hate him. Wow. When I was in my early or late teens, early twenties, I used to sneak into the sneak into the Oscars, you know, because back in the day there wasn't security really? wasn't as tight. If you wore a tuxedo, people thought oh my God. You, you belong there. And uh, so we, and my you were there for best supporting little boy in a tuxedo. <laughs> 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 we, would, we would put all the tuxedos and show up down there and sneak in. And, That's uh, not true. It's absolutely true. One what? time, I, one time, I rode in the elevator from the, the stage to the press level with uh, William Hurt holding his Oscar, Marley Matlin, who was his girlfriend but hadn't will win the following year, and uh, Sidney Pollack, who had two for Out of Africa. And William that was Hurt, 1985. Yeah, William Hurt said to uh, Sidney Pollack, "Hey, uh, do you want me to hang on to one of those for you?" And everybody laughed. <laughs> Even Marley Matlin. So we know what a phony she is now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he said. Shut up. <laughs> Did you know she's the voice of Chewbacca? I just found that out. Whoa, no I way. I just found out. And, she does Chewbacca. And every tugboat. <laughs> every tugboat. All every those tugboat, tugboat movies. <laughs> <laughs> she goes in once a year to the sound studio in Burbank where I do some work and she records all the tugboat hoots. <laughs> but for anybody who's following this conversation, the reason I brought up the Oscar thing is because uh, Burt Lancaster was there that year and uh, I was... You know, walking around near the red carpet, and I think he winked at me. I think he, sure. I think he looked right at me and gave me a nice wink. How are you, son? Yeah, very old school movie star, but also probably a, a queen that was uh, out fishing around yeah. for some action. Yeah. I'm gonna take you back to my hotel, Doug. <laughs> no thanks, Bert. And what yeah, I'm gonna do? Full of arsenic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd hate to take a bite out of you, but I'm gonna. <laughs> Oh shit! So, Steve, do you have uh, uh, any favorite political movies? I've actually never seen a movie before in my life. Any movies? You couldn't bring that up when I called you and said you. Oh wait, Frost Nixon. <laughs> Dana whispered that it is. That, that I did. joke really won't play yeah, on the podcast. Uh, I, it was like a sketch. It's just. Audio. I can't think of any presidential movie I've seen other than Frost Nixon. You've seen Nixon. Well, then you're I, in. And, for and a, the sequel to Nixon, Frost Nixon. <laughs> then you're in for a very exciting round of Leonard oh, Maltin. Uh. <laughs> because and next I'll be, still probably do good at this. And next should be Frost Predator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're space. in the jungle and you are invisible. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome if. David Frost would take on a series of uh, other <laughs> well, the, classic characters. <laughs> classic. He's still alive, right, David Frost? He is alive. Yeah, God yeah. love him. <laughs> God love him indeed. Um, Frost Predator, that was a funny joke. Somebody get Mad TV on the phone. Oh, Too late. Did I you hear they got canceled? I did, actually. I have another great Mad... Do you ever like walk around and think, oh, that's only good for a Mad TV sketch? When I was at that stupid concert, I saw the Marine... Marching band walks yeah. by, and I go, "That's a funny sketch." This is your violin. It may save your life. The Marine <laughs> Marching Band yeah, drill like instructor. That's good for Matt TV. That's fun. Yeah. 
Why I didn't not, say why not here. SNL? Why can't you give it to them? No, I don't that think it's good. They're a better show. So whatever you think of a subpar idea for a sketch. I always think of sketches where, like, what if Al Pacino was fat? Or what if uh, George Bush was fat? Let's get Frank Caliendo and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> Can you, you know what I mean? Like, remember the old days, copycats? Remember that show? I remember the copycats. Where, like, the fat guys would do impressions of fat guys, yeah. and the yes. thin guys would do the thin guys. Right. When Frank Caliendo Frank slips Gorsh in, they're like, Travelina. everybody's fat when I do them. <laughs> It's yeah. just how it's going to be. Yeah. I'd even rather see a thin guy. Tom Hanks guy. at the end of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Marley and Me had more death in it than Philadelphia. I don't know if you've seen that I movie yet. Seen it. Don't take your Spoiler. little girls to see it. I took my daughters to see it, thinking, oh, a lovable movie about a dog uh -huh. with a Christmas bow. And then, after the miscarriage, the dog started to die. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was awesome. Wait, are you you're oh, talking about... Are you sure you <laughs> didn't see Revolutionary Road? <laughs> no. <laughs> my four-year-old loved Revolutionary Road. Their wives, were empty. <laughs> Their wives were empty before they were married, Dad. I know, sweetie. I know. I get, I get what it is. <laughs> it's an existential crisis. I know. I know. <laughs> so, Dana, yeah. the Leonard Malton game was invented by uh, me and Brian Posehn and some of our other friends. And essentially what we do is we read the cast list from a movie from the most obscure actor up to the most known actor wow. or, the, or the lead. And uh, the idea is, in my new twist, is we're going to play it Name That Tune style, where I will tell you the, the uh, year the movie was released, the genre, and a clue, and then you guys go back and forth. We'll start with Steve on this first one. You guys go back and forth saying how many uh, names you think you can get the movie in, considering I'm going to start from the least known person. I'll tell you how many names are listed here in the list. Yeah, how how way down do they go? They go Asa pretty Maynard. far. Like this first one has 13 names are listed. Okay. In the Len Malton book, and it's from 1993, and uh, all the movies are political in this edition <laughs> since it's oh, it's okay. Okay. that helps okay. since it's inauguration day. Okay, and um, 1993, 13 and, names. And the clue is, it's supposed to be a comedy. I can name <laughs> oh. that movie in 13 names. <laughs> I can name <laughs> I can name that movie in one name. Oh my! Whoa, Dana Gould stepping up. Dana, Do you name really need that. To hear the one name. No, even? can I guess based on your description? Yeah, Dave. Dave is correct. <laughs> nice work. You well, had me with when, when I heard supposed. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that was like a comedy, well, right? Dave. But it's not funny at all. It's just it's yes. engaging, but it's not funny. And it's also it's. I think it's uh, there was a movie that just came out that's the same movie. Um, Swing vote. It's kind of, no. Oh I yeah. Uh, Meet the Spartans? I'll think of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> really wrong it. names. Uh, Maybe Benjamin Button is kind of the same movie. <laughs> no, that's Forrest Gump. That's Forrest Gump. Oh, you know, there's this guy who's... He came out of the vagina an old man, and he's growing into a baby. Isn't that curious? Like, yeah. what a stupid word to use to describe his case. <laughs> Your case is really curious. No, it's fucking crazy. The creepy, the creepy the case. The creepy of, case of Benji B. Georgia. The chilling tale of Benjamin Dunn. George Meyer, uh, who's a writer on The Simpsons, had the funniest thing about the movie Minority Report. Behind the scenes dropper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing about Minority Report. What's the movie about? A report. What? 
negative report, a minority report. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. All right, next one. Uh, Dan has one point. Steve has zero. We're playing to two. <laughs> and then let's two discuss points. Leonard Maltin's hair. There might not be time for which that. Looks like a, which, looks like, <laughs> which looks like drawing of hair. It looks like his hair was drawn? It looks like my kids drawed his hair off. He's super into animation, and Mickey. he wrote a whole book about yeah, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I saw that stupid. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. He told the story of how Mickey lost two of his fingers. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you walk into a bar with a wealth of Mickey Mouse information, your night will be an avalanche of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> He got into some trouble with... He had some money problems. That's why Mickey's missing uh-huh. a couple fingers. Okay. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is from 2000. And for some reason, it was a German and United States co-production. That's an extra clue. Um, no, that's a horrible clue. Uh, political again. And this one was written and directed by the same person. It was a writer-director auteur situation. And it was from 2000. And there's nine names. Dana, you go first. <laughs> How many can you do it in? Five. Dana says five names. I can name that in ten names. (laughs) (laughs) One of those being the name of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say the movie. Six egg rolls. Dana, name that. Try to underbid him a little. Okay, I can name that in four. Names. Wow, you went way too far for someone with no confidence. <laughs> Suddenly you're going balls out. Well, he said five, you're right? You're really forcing him. Oh, yeah, he did 2000. say five. Right. <laughs> I was thinking he said nine. I was like, Steve. Good for you. So it's the year 2000, and uh, Steve says he can do it in four. Yeah, I go. Oh, really? <laughs> Name that movie. Let's <laughs> see, 2000, I was uh, agoraphobic and didn't leave my house for what I was doing six it. months. Really? Yeah. I've done that before. There's no way you're going to get that. That was in 91. And these are four strong names, too. Uh-oh. Beefy names. I can picture them all in my, in my head. They're not famous names, but they're strong names. It's, Chris German, it's German and American. Sturbfeldspar. That's a terrible clue. Don't list that clue. Steel how about th- How does this clue fit you? <laughs> <laughs> Len Walton says it's timely and engrossing. Oh. That could be anything. Babe, big in the city. Timely and engrossing. Um, Today's episode of I Love Movies is brought to you by Mango. <laughs> Mango? <laughs> Fuck, I wish there was editing on this show. Uh, today's will... episode is brought to you by Mang... Man- God, I can't even fucking say it. Mang- Magno Sponge. Ooh. Magno Sponge. That's it. I thought they stopped making those. Magno Sponge. The combination spun and... <laughs> Can't say anything right. The combination sponge and magnet that Roger Ebert calls compelling and absorbing. Okay. It's a long way to go. Yeah. Totally not worth it. Compelling and necessary. That's the other one. <laughs> Timely and necessary. Mariel Hemingway. Philip Baker Hall. Saul Rubinick. And William Peterson. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Mariel Hemingway. Five, six, five names Phil- remaining. It's Philip Baker Hall? Now, Dana's thinking about this like he's going to help. <laughs> but you win is if he it, doesn't get uh, this, Steve. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get it. Is it... It's it, 127 minutes long. Is What's it, the difference between Philip Baker Hall and Philip Seymour Hoffman? Um, uh, who's one Philip of them, Baker Hall? One of them, uh, Caliendo does a great impression of. 
Can you see it? You don't. You, it doesn't matter if you see it. But. I no, I didn't even read it. I don't <clears> have my glasses. I don't have my cheaters. Is it? <laughs> is Do you really it have a guess? Awesome? We gotta go. Sorry, the Maltese Falcon. It's found. It's found. Here's a purple. I have Here, no idea. Here, here's I have what I'll no do. Here's what idea. I'll do. Dana, read yell it out as soon as you know it. I'm okay. just read, I'm just gonna read uh, the rest of the names, and you lose, Steve. We'll name one more and see if he gets it. In yeah, five. Right Sam Elliott. Oh, it's uh, he shaved his mustache in that movie, right? I know it. Oh, I bet he did. Oh, oh shit! And it's political. He was in a helicopter a lot with a guy. Yeah. Oh shit. Christian Slater. <laughs> Some guy in the audience. Pump up the volume to Operation Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman. It, I, I, Air Force. No. What? No. No. It's it's a one word title, right? Jeff Bridges. Two words if you count the. Oh, and I know the other name. I know the other. I know the woman. It's, it's a woman. Uh, it's uh, top build. Blonde. It's Glenn Close, right? Glenn Close. No. No, it's the other Meryl one. Meryl Streep. It's, it's another one no, that's like Glenn Close. Yeah, it's, it's another, Meryl Streep. It's another Shrill Harpy. That's the other one that every interview, there's just no good roles it's the woman, for an yeah, older. She looks like, uh, she talks like this. I know the movie. Ah, shit. I, <laughs> she essentially played the same part. Jeff Bridges in, basically uh, plays Clinton. Death Race and uh, the Bourne, one of those. She's in the Bourne, uh, the last yeah. Bourne with Joan, Allen. I know, Joan, Joan Allen. Allen. The Pers Pers Insider. Lip no, it, that's close. I know the, who made uh, it. I know who wrote fuck. and directed it. Yeah, Rod Lurie. Yeah, that dipshit from NPR. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, this I movie because he's a friend of mine. Person. He listens to every episode of <laughs> your podcast. Because <laughs> my podcasts are so. It's political. the one where they dipshit. dig up her fucking sexual past. Yes, and and, uh, and here's the thing the, about that. But movie. what is she? Does she have a shot? Do you think she's got a chance? Is she's, she uh, a contender? Contender. That's right. <laughs> Now we gotta do the tiebreaker. But hurry, hurry. <laughs> we need a tiebreaker. But the point of that movie, they reveal at the end that she wasn't even the person. And so she made right. them go, th which proves yeah. that she would be a horrible president. Yeah. I, I almost drove the train <laughs> off the tracks on principle. Good, you should be in charge of weapons. Right. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. You slack jawed. Let me hear, let's hear it for my guests, Steve Agee and Dana Gould. Thanks for coming on, guys. And as always, Willem Dafoe is a shithead. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves...